You are now listening to the Way to Go Youth Podcast with Pastor Jerome Baker. This podcast is an outreach of a place of refuge church located in Carrollton, Georgia, where the pastor is Bishop Barry Walker. Our vision is to help youth and young adults to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's word. Now, let's receive Pastor Baker with today's message. You are listening to The Way to Go. He was a wealthy man, a powerful man, an influential man, but he took the Proverbs of God seriously. And so if David, such a man at his status, took Proverbs seriously, we should also take Proverbs seriously. Notice what he says in Psalm 49 and 4, if you're taking notes. Psalm 49 and 4. David writes, I will incline my ear to a proverb. I'm going to incline my ear to a proverb. I'm going to take it seriously. And that's important in our day and time. Though we're teaching about the will of God concerning a proverb this morning, we've got to make sure that we do like David and incline our ear. No time to be sitting at my seat this morning playing on the phone. No time to be in God's house distracted or not paying attention. I need to incline my ear. I need to open up my spirit and receive what God has to say. Would you agree? Now, God desires all of us to be productive. John 10.10 says, Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He wants us to have life. The apostle John said that he wished above all things that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. That's 3 John 2. But young people, the Bible is right all by itself. Once we hear the word, then we got to Move accordingly. And if I am going to be productive, if you are going to be productive, you got to understand you have to make the right moves in life. Ain't no way around it. While you are young, the choices and decisions you make now will affect your life later. And so you got to be a young woman or a young man that's conscious of the moves that you make. When it comes to on the job, in your family, with your money, you don't have time to waste. You got to make the right moves. I told somebody recently, I said, look, I got one shot at this life. One shot. And once I die on earth, that's it. You got one, one shot. And so you got to make every move count. 
You got to watch, young people, how you think, how you talk, and how you act. You're 15, 16 today, but before you know it, you're going to be 26, 27, 28. Life, the Bible says, is like a vapor. It just moves. It don't stop. If you make the right moves, life going to keep going. If you make the wrong moves, life going keep, to keep going. So you have to make the right moves in life. You got to. Single, married, it does not matter. If I'm right, somebody shout, he right about it. Before I deal with the text, let me just personally pour into you. When you are a young man or a young woman that says, I'm going to strive to make the right moves in life. Number one, it says that you're fixed on your purpose. When you are conscious of the moves you make as an individual, it says that you know your purpose and you're going to stay in the purpose that God has for you. What's so sad about life as an adult now is when I look back on my life and I look at the young people in our day and time and you see so many young people living without purpose. Just doing just to be doing. Don't have vision. Don't have purpose. But you have to be different. You don't do something just to do it. You move strategically. You have purpose. Your mindset about school, I'm just doing it. No, you getting something out of it. You ain't just working just to work in. You, you learning something. You're trying to improve. You don't try something just to try it because everybody else is trying it. No, you have purpose. And you have to learn how once God reveals his purpose to you, you just have to strive to stay in that place. Be steadfast. Be unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Now, God has an individual purpose for all of us. But, but as members of a place of refuge, we know whatever that purpose is, is for us to be productive in every aspect of our life. That should be in your spirit. Whatever I do, I got to be productive. Whoever I hook up with, they got to help me to be productive. I don't have time for the foolishness or the dumb stuff. I have purpose. Number two, young people, when you're conscious of the moves you make, you're focused on being obedient. You're not unruly. You're obedient primarily to God. That's the primary one you're, you're, you want to obey in life. You want to obey, obey God. When you consider Job 36 and 11, I'm not going to go there, but it's a wonderful verse to have in your heart. Job revealed that if we obey him and serve him, we will spend our days in prosperity and our years and pleasure. All I need to do is make sure that I am 
obey my God. Are you going to be flawless? No. But when you mess up, get up. Look at somebody and say, you're not going to be perfect. But when you mess up, get up. Don't stay messed up. Don't let that be your reputation. We all going to mess up, but don't stay there. When you step in a puddle in your shoes, don't you go home and clean them off? When you get something on your head, don't you try to brush it off? When you mess up in life, look at somebody and say, you got to learn how to brush it off. You got to learn from your mistakes. You got to learn from, from when you did that which offended your God and have the mindset that I'm going to learn and I'm going to do better. Old folk used to say, when you know better, you do better. But when you are conscious of the moves you make, young people, you're fixed on your purpose and you're focused on obeying God. And so when your peers challenge you, they put you under that stress test. Well, why you ain't doing such and such? Hey, I'm just trying to obey God. Well, why you not going with us? I'm just trying to obey my God. Well, you just think you all that. Well, that's your thought, but I'm just trying to obey my God. And then you throw in there, you're right, I am all that because of him. Because without him, I am Nothing. You got to know how to put folk in their place sometime. Because folk will try to intimidate you and make you feel about this big when you're in your purpose and when you're obeying God. And so when we get to our verse, young people, in, in the book of Proverbs, I believe it's 23 and 19, Solomon, one of the wisest men in Scripture, reveals three truths to help us make the right moves in life. Three truths. And I want to deal with these three, and then I'm going to be done. Y'all still with me? Truth number one, notice the verse. He says, hear my son. Somebody shout hear. That's the first, the first truth is to hear properly. You've got to have skills when it comes to how you hear. Matter of fact, young people, you got to know who you need to hear and who you need to ignore. You got to know who you need to hear and who you need to ignore. Because in this life, young people, you're going to hear a lot of voices. I said, you're going to hear a lot of voices, internally and externally. And so you have to understand, it takes skill to hear. Matter of fact, the apostle James said, be swift to hear. It's something that young people have to learn how to do. You got to learn how to just be swift to hear. I got to hear properly. And some people would just say, here means to listen, and you're right. But it's further or more than that. You got to learn how to properly judge things and people and carefully consider the options that are before you. That's what it means to hear. Got to have sound discernment as a young person. 
you got to be able to look at what's before you and make the right choice. Because pastor not going to always be there. Mama not going to always be there. You are a free moral agent. And you have to live with the choices that you make. And so you got to learn how to just look at a thing or listen to a thing and consider what's before you and then go further. Boy, that takes up. Because in the day and time we live in, everybody got something to say. Everybody want to prove their point. But, but you have to be so distinct that you just don't say something or do something just to impress folk. No. You are a person that considers carefully what's before you. When you feel in a certain way, you, you just judge them feelings properly. When you're attracted to somebody, yeah, I'm going now. You, you judge those feelings properly. Sometimes you have to just listen. Man, is this what I'm hearing? Is this, is this the will of God? And you just don't jump and do it. You, you just, hmm. Is this God or is this a strange voice? That's how Jesus taught his disciples. He said, look, you, you're going to have to know who to listen to and who to flee from. It's just a whole bunch of voices around. And y'all sitting there like you don't know what I'm talking about. But how many understand what I'm saying thus far? You have to be able to make the right choices or hear properly. One example in scripture, somebody who did not hear properly was Eve. She did not hear properly. God just made it so plain on what she should do and what she should not do. But then when she got to hanging around certain folk and they began to challenge what she heard, she switched up. See, you're going to be trained. Matter of fact, most of us in here, you, you got good parents. You trained right. You come to a good church. You get the word taught right. But when you leave the presence of folk that really love you and you get out here in this world, you're going to be tried. The question is, are you going to switch up? Matter of fact, the question is, have you switched up? Have you ignored what you've been taught? How's your lifestyle? How you living? Because how you living will tell if you've been hearing or you've been ignoring. And so Eve was deceived and caused a curse to come on her. Y'all like to throw that at everybody else, but you're right. But what is the lesson, young people? If you don't watch how you move, you can put a curse on your life as well as other folk. You got to watch how you move. How many have ever been guilty of doing stuff you know better? You know better. You got them parents that be like, now didn't I 
tell you? Didn't I tell you? Look, we done had this discussion before. Were you listening to me? Can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? When you consistently hear properly, it says that you're mature. When you hear the will of God and you make the proper decision and you do it consistently, that says that you're mature. Young, but ma mature. And that's what we want. And see, this year, the Lord is saying, look, I want you to be more spirit-led. And one thing we learn in Scripture that the Holy Spirit do is he taught. That's what he do. He taught. And he taught what he hears the Father say. And then he tells us. That's what the Bible teaches. The Holy Spirit hears what the Father said, then he tells us, but it's up to us to do what we hear. And that's why the Bible teaches verses like those who have an ear to hear. Let them hear what the Spirit is saying. Somebody in here has some choices before. And you may be leaning to do the wrong thing. I pray that you hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you this morning. You got to make the right move. Remember what you have heard or been, been taught. You have to live with the consequences of your own choices. And so I've gotten to a point in my life where I just say, well, Holy Spirit, if I'm supposed to let you guide me, Tell me what I need to know. What do I need to do concerning my marriage? What do I need to do concerning my money? What do I need to do concerning this, that, and the other? And when he tells me and I hear it and I do it, that's me being mature. And that's what God wants for his, his young people and his young adults. It's time to change that I do it for a while, then I don't. It's time to get consistent. Look at somebody and say, you got to hear properly. Then he goes further. He says, hear my son and be wise. After you hear, you got to start doing the right thing. Do the right thing. You know, I used to believe back in the day. I used to think just because folk was coming to church hearing the word, that folk would hear the word and do, do the right thing. But you know what I learned? It don't be so 100% of the time. Many people hear the word, but they still don't do the right thing. You got to hear the word and be wise. When a person is wise, they're basically choosing to do things God's way. I'm not going to do it my way. I'm going to do it God's way. I'm going to do it God's way. 
If you're here this morning, you're not Christian, you're not born again, you're basically saying, I want to live my life my way. You're basically saying your way of living is better than God's way. You're depending on your own righteousness. When the Bible says that our own righteousness is as a tampon, filthy rags. That's what a filthy rag is. You know, when a woman or a girl has her period and she got, you know, the pad, and after it has been filthy, that's how our righteousness is, our own righteousness. See, a person has to be made righteous through Christ, the Bible teaches. But when you know it's right to give your life to Jesus, but you say, I, you know, I just do my own thing, you're depending on your own righteousness. And I want you to remember, the Bible says your own righteousness is as a bloody pad from a woman. You need to pray. I don't want to pray. I don't want to pray. You need to get up and start coming to church consistently. I want to rest on Sunday. You're basically saying your way is the, the right way. But the Bible says that his way is right. Tell somebody God's way is the right way. God's way is always the right way. I don't like his way all the time. His way ain't comfortable all the time. His way ain't convenient all the time. But his way is the right way. Tell somebody God's way is the right way. And it's just the truth. You can't tell me you always want to be quiet and hold your tongue. You can't tell me you always want to do the right thing. No, it's not always a good feeling or something we desire. But God's way is always the right way. Always. Matter of fact, help me tell somebody, say, God's way is the right way. Get mad at the preacher, but God's way is still the right way. Get mad at your parents, but God's way is still the right, is still the right way. So I got to do the right thing. And when you consistently do the right thing, you're maturing. Because everybody in here can do right one time. Matter of fact, we might can do right three times. But to make it a consistent lifestyle, you're maturing. But let me go ahead and get off this exit and ride down this street right here. If you're not doing what's right or wise, young people, the Bible says you're a fool. Foolish. There are some good-looking fools in our day and time. You'd be like, man, that person is fine. But then you look at their ways, but they're a fool. 
got a whole bunch of money, but uh, but a fool. You don't want to be no no fool, do you? Matter of fact, let's go and take a quick poll. Who in here you aspire, you dream, and you plan to be a fool or somebody else's fool? Raise your hand right now. Nobody. Who wakes up and says, you know what, today, I'm going to be a fool today. <laughs> I'm going to act a straight, a straight fool today. But when a person consistently chooses not to do things God's way, biblically speaking, that's a fool. Let's look at Proverbs 12. I need y'all to go to it. Go to Proverbs 12. Proverbs 12 and 15. Proverbs 12 and 15. You need to see this. Proverbs 12 and 15 in part says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. The way of a fool is right in his what? Now, we have established that God's way is the right way. But here it says a fool says in their own eyes that they right. This is a perfect moment to take another poll. Have you ever been a fool? I ain't even asked y'all raise y'all hand. Y'all just like, yeah. <laughs> Let me go and put my hand up. But I show, who in here ever been a fool? Somebody said a big one. <laughs> there used to be this show that came on back when I was y'all age, and every now and then it comes on. It's this show called Sanford and Son. I don't even know if y'all ever heard of it. And it was about this man and his son who, who, who lived in a junkyard, and they sold junk for a living. And, 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 and um, Fred G. Sanford was the daddy, <laughs> and Lamont, Lamont Sanford was the son. And every time Lamont would do something stupid, Fred would look at him and say, you big dummy. <laughs> you big dummy. The next time you do something foolish, you need to have your own service right where you are and say you was acting like a big dummy. Whenever God tells us to do what's right, but we go and do what we want to do, that's a big dummy. Whenever God says give a certain thing, but you have what's being asked and you do something else, that's a big dummy moment. Oh, look how y'all looking at me. Because a word that's synonymous with a fool is a dummy. A dummy is right in his own, in his own eyes. Mama, you don't know. Girl, you acting like a, a dummy. Man, y'all my boys, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all my boy. You mean you hanging with dummies? 
that's the company you keep? Well, you know, it ain't, you know, I'm just going to try it and see what it's like. You're going you gonna to try it and don't know. Baby, that's being a dummy. The Bible says this, that the rod, when used properly, it'll drive foolishness from the heart of a child. I'm taking my time. I'm like that parent that's just saying, didn't I tell, move that hand. You, y'all have been spanked like that. Matter of fact, let me just go and be real. Y'all have been whooped like that. Get back on that bed. Get, say something else. Say something else. Didn't. Be quiet. Be quiet. Where do you want me? <laughs> when it's taught like this, it helped drive that dumbiness right on out. I hate to say it, but, but you got some young people, they be doing real good. Be doing what's right until they start getting cute. Start getting cute. Got one little upperclassman say they cute. And, and now, they on that dumb stuff. Used to praise God, used to be on the dance team. They ain't got time for that now. They cute. The way of a fool is right in his own eyes. You know what? If you want your marriage to be right, you need to do this right here. They do this right here and say, I'm with you, I hear you. Then go right back home to their spouse and do that dumb stuff. Then you follow up with them some time later and be like, well, how everything going? We ain't here. Well, did you do what I told you to do? And I be sitting there. Matter of fact, I done got to the point now. If you meet with me, I just tell you. I be like, you know that was, you know that was dumb, right? <laughs> I mean, you just got to be point blank with folk. You have to be point. I'm like that with my sons. I'm like that with my family. I'm like that with myself, Baker. You know that was just that was just stupid. Fools die when they don't make the right choices, and I don't want you to die. So you got to make the right moves. You got to make the right moves. All it takes is one wrong move. One wrong move and got them. If you don't play your cards right, you got you to gotta make the right moves. And so your mindset has got to be, I got to be wise. I got to make sure that I'm just doing what's right according to God's will. How many are still with me? Notice this, and then we, we about done. An example of someone that would not do things God's way in scriptures, a man named Saul, King Saul. Now, look, look at this. He started out as the Lord's anointed, but finished his life being rejected by God. You can start off right, but then get on that dumb stuff and end up messing up your life. When Saul took the throne, he was the Lord's anointed. 
He was in the place he needed to be. But as time went on, we finally found out that Saul liked to do things the way he wanted to do. The prophet in his day would give him specific instructions. He would give him a message, a, a rhema word. He would hear it and then go and do something totally, totally different. And then Samuel, the prophet in his day, would do like what I just told you I do in our day. You go and talk to folk, well, did you do what I told you to do? And he would be lying and be like, yeah, I did it. He'd be like, you lying. And because you on that dumb stuff and you foolish, God has rejected you. What a great lesson, young people. A great lesson for our day and time. When you are trying to make the right moves in life, you have to have the mindset, I'm not going to be foolish. I'm just going to strive to do right in the sight of my God. Whether it's with my money and my marriage, my sex life, whatever it is, I'm just going to be wise. In my clothes. Is anybody getting anything from this? In my clothes. I want you to remember when you're striving to be wise, it's going to take you being determined and disciplined. It's going to take something. It takes determination and discipline. But the last thing is what I want you to get. He says, and guide your heart in the way. Be led of God. Here. Do the right thing and be led, be led of God. But notice how he puts it, and guide your heart in the what? In the way. Let's try it again. Guide your heart in the what? Heart has to do with your choices, your feelings, your mindset. And sadly, we have been taught wrong. We have been taught in life to follow your heart. Follow your heart. But the Bible here says that we should guide our heart. Don't follow your heart. Guide your heart. Don't do what your heart pleases. No, you tell your heart what to do. Why should I guide my heart? Because Jeremiah revealed that the heart is deceitful. You can feel or perceive that something is one way, but in God's eyes is actually another way. And so when God reveals his will to your life, then you have to say, look, regardless of what I see, I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. I'm guiding my heart. I'm being led of God. Again, your heart has to do with your feelings. Your mindset, your perception, your choices. I have to make myself do the right thing. I have to make myself line up with the will of God. I got to make myself pray sometime. I got to make myself give. Especially when you don't feel like God has opened up them windows and poured you out some blessings that you got room enough to receive the way you think he should have done it. You still got to make yourself be a cheerful giver. Well, it ain't happened the way I thought, planned, or timed, but I'm going to still be a cheerful giver. I'm still going to give and be happy, <laughs> be happy about it. 
That's me guiding my heart of being led by God. You know what's, be, what's messed up? And I'm speaking for this church. Is that some of us, we don't guide our heart. We let our heart guide us. All you got to do is look during praise and worship service. And you be like, look, you should be telling your body to give God the praise. You should be telling them hands to clap, taking them hands out of your pockets, opening up that mouth. You should be God in your heart. Why is your heart guiding, guiding you? God say, I'm going to be led of God. I'm not going to be led by what I see, what I feel, or what's going on around me. I'm going to make the right move and let God guide me. Guide your heart in the way. The way has to do with life. Guide your heart in life. Guide your heart no matter what path you go down. Guide your heart. Whether you're on a team, whether you're on track, football, whatever, guide your heart. Don't let your heart be guided. You guide it. Don't let people and circumstances tell you what to do. You guide your heart. You be led of God. Remember, the way has to do with your life. You got one shot, young people. In this life, either you're going to be led by God, yourself, or other things. We're teaching, let's let God lead us. We're teaching Bible. Tell somebody he all in the Bible. To guide means to instruct. Every day you get up, when you are determined to make the right move, you're going to say, Lord, all right, let me instruct myself. I got goals and so forth, errands I need to run for the day, but, but first and foremost, I'm going to seek your face. I'm going to tell myself, you know what? Get my mind right. I got to pray. I got to get in that word. I got to make sure I'm watching how I think, talking, that I'm instructing myself. Every day. Every day. And I'm going to move forward. Tell somebody, you got to instruct yourself. Every single day. All right, I'm not going to cuss today. Not today. Not going to lie today. I'm going to be happy today. You know, I'm going to be happy today. Everybody on my job always talking about how they hate Mondays. But, Lord, this is the day that you have made. You made Monday. And so I'm going to be glad therein. I'm instructing myself. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready going down the road. I'm listening to my music. I'm stirring myself up. But then when I get on this job around all these negative folk, going to be happy today. Woo, why are you so happy today? Don't you know it's Monday? Hey, this is a good day. This is the day that the Lord has made. See, you, you, you're instructing yourself and you're allowing yourself to guide your heart. 
man, it's raining outside. It's a bad day. I just want to stay. What? We need rain. You know what, Lord? The Bible says that rain is what, is what causes the flowers to get uh, fed. It's, it's what causes those apples to grow that I like. You're getting them oranges and them, and, them, and them strawberries ready for me in a few months. Lord, we need the rain. It can be an inconvenience because I need some new tires on my car. But, Lord, thank you for the rain. The rain. So you're instructing yourself. You got to do that every day. Every day. Every day. You got to go into practice and these coaches yelling all at you. Lord, you got to help me not to go off on these folk up in here. You're just instructing yourself. You get your check. Your check ain't hitting like you wanted it to hit. It's hitting different. And you just say, well, Lord, I'm going to be thank you because it's somebody who ain't got nothing. Thank you for this check, Lord. It ain't hitting how I want it to hit, but Lord, thank you for this check. FICA, Lord, thank you for FICA. You just, you just instructing yourself. Man, I just knew my, my tax refund was going to be hitting, and it just didn't hit. But, but Lord, thank you. Thank you for something. Because you don't want to go through what Pastor Baker went through. You don't want to go through what we went through. Man, I'll never forget this one year. Man, we, we go up. I mean, Lord, it was a good little piece of something. I'm serious. One year, it was a good little piece of something. It was, it was, it was over $10,000. It was over $10,000. Muller said, yes. <laughs> Man, we got that that one year, and we uh we were able to take care of some things, and we were just giving thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. We we didn't know it was like that, but thank you, I take it to God be the glory. And so we went on, and in the next year, the next year came up. We was like, well, maybe the Lord will do do it again. And so we filed, and sure enough, that number was around. 10,000, and we was like, whoo, making plans. Thank you, Lord. When we get it, we're going to do such and such, and we're going to do such and such. We were happy. She coming. You check the mail. You know? <laughs> I'll never forget this. I did check the mail, and we got a letter from the IRS and said, that refund, we're going to take all that because you owe and we're going to take this and apply it to what you, man, we were hurting at you. Man, we was like, Lord, have mercy. But we shook ourselves and said, well, Lord, thank you anyway. Boy, could you imagine planning to get something and then somebody just saying, I'll take that. Your mindset would, would be like, well, I wish I would have never knew that I was going to get it. In the first, you know what that is? That's just life. That's just life. And so you have to learn, young people, how to deal with life. Because life can put some things before you that you never expect to go through. And so through it all, you have to have a mindset, I'm just going to make the right moves in life. And no matter what happens, I'm just going to guide my heart in the way. And God going to be with me. And no matter what I go through, he's going to make sure that it works out together for my good. 
but I got to make the right moves. Look at somebody say, you got to make the right moves. I'm going to stop right there. Let's give God a hand clap for the verse.